Hi, welcome to the 67th episode of In The Between. My name is Danny. And I'm Nadia. And today we're going to be doing a bit of catch up over the things that we've been seeing and doing in Singapore in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so two weeks ago, I did a talk with Stephanie as part of a Stubborn Bloom, where we were invited to give a talk based on our research on home economics at the Sun Yat-sen Nanyang Memorial Hall, which is having a fashion exhibition right now called um, Modern Women of the Republic. So they are really looking at um, the Chinese diaspora and how this modernity from the Republican period uh, was transferred over to dress um, in Singapore. So it's a really small and really nice um, exhibition with lots of objects and there's some videos. Um, I think there's a review of it in FAM, so you can read there for more and some images of the exhibition. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a reminder that if you are still only following us at In The Between, do follow us at Fashion and Market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the fashion exhibitions that are going on now. And we, so we were invited to, to speak about our research on home economics, which we've been doing uh, for, for a while now uh, as part of um, Home Economics with a Stubborn Bloom, which we did a film. So we were looking at textbooks from the 1970s. And um, so the talk was really looking at the genealogy of home economics in Singapore and how it was really tied into um, nationhood and you know public education, but at the same time, quite strict ideas about what kind of education was appropriate for women, uh, for young girls. And um, the the talk began with home economics as a subject in general. Like it was a very big subject that um, did very well in America. In fact, current fashion studies is a splintering of home economics studies Mm -hmm. in the 1970s in the States. And even like women's studies and environmental studies, they they do tend to come from this long heritage of home economics. But um, the home economics in Singapore was, I guess, more guided by what was going on in the UK and Australia, which was really geared towards homemaking and what a women's role was in the household. But in the 70s, uh, as Singapore like did rapid industrialization, the textbooks started to kind of have this almost like um, mixed messaging of like, yes, you must be an independent working woman, woman, but um, at the same time kind of take care of the household as well. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely get where you're coming from with that because I mean, my research is also about like the changing roles of Singapore women in society. And, you know, uh, in the 60s, the 70s, like the home economics curricula, uh, changed right to uh, reflect also the changes in the roles that women were expected to take up after they finished school and uh, I think with like industrialization in the late 70s um, there was also the idea that women would go out to work that women could take on blue collar jobs and things like that so um, there was also the choice of not taking home economics of taking like um, I, I forget what the like you know work shopping and, and things yeah. like that right so yeah, that's really interesting. And I thought also to think about how, like with this exhibition, I think, you know, there's such a long 
and robust program for it because I feel yeah. like every couple of weeks there's something coming up from the exhibition um, and this is something that we want to pick up on and the fact that you know fashion exhibitions in Singapore seem to reside in places that are not dedicated to fashion because this particular space is not a fashion space at all yeah. but it's more about like diasporic Chinese and you know in in this uh, space we see something to do with fashion coming through and therefore you know kind of latch onto it and you know produce lots of fashion related um, programs and reviews about it and this is something we're going to talk about again in um, the next thing you did right you you went for this other uh, yeah. event called walk walk don't run by great projects in singapore mm -hmm. so great projects is an independently run space um, mm -hmm. and it it kind of organized this really nice uh, open studio program called Walk, Walk, Don't Run. And mm -hmm. they kind of divided um, Singapore into like different zones and um, located all the different artist-run spaces and independent studios in those spaces and, and created these maps. So last week, I attended the north side of Singapore. And I began actually with um, Prim's Gallery, where... Uh, this artist Ian T um, did a sharing of his work and actually he's doing he has a series of work that have to do with secondhand garments so again is this idea of in Singapore we we're often finding fashion dialogues in for some reason they tend to be in art spaces for now and not necessarily dedicated fashion spaces yeah, totally. Um, and of course, Ian um, is the associate editor of Art and Market, which um, you know has been running for three years now. Yay! Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a really interesting thing. And I, I noticed that in the Insta stories, like Ian was also doing tie dyeing, like a tie dyeing demonstration. Oh. Um, so you know, also about treatment of um, secondhand garments, also secondhand garments with memories, right? Because he, he uses garments or pieces of cloth from his own personal collection or collects them from you know people around him mm -hmm. so that's also a really interesting way to think about fashion um, the circulation of fashion from one personal wardrobe to I guess a public consciousness through his works yeah yeah and it's in a in a hair in a quite I mean, there has been different artists who have explored this idea, like Louise Bourgeois, who also took her wardrobe and made artwork from that. So fashion has often been a vehicle, very rich vehicle for different practitioners to explore ideas around it. And as I was doing the studio tours, it was really nice to enter spaces that I hadn't been to before um, and to see humans again, you know, out there and... And also to realize that Singapore is so small, but it's so rich with all these different people who are trying to create culture and to um, contribute to the culture here, to the cultural mm -hmm. landscape. And I was thinking as I was taking the bus and the train to all these different spaces, how nice it would be to visit all the fashion practitioners in Singapore and to go on a walking tour to their studios you know <laughs> uh, it's a fan project in the making yes. <laughs> yeah because i mean one of the exhibitions that's part of you know what walk don't run um is dress a dress which is um an exhibition about about fashion um about personal wardrobes and it's gonna be uh, reviewed on fashion and market very soon so watch out for that 
And you know, again, it's a, the idea of how like fashion is existing in these spaces that are traditionally for art. Um, of course, we are more and more seeing like the intersections of fashion and art and, and other disciplines, you know, but it's still interesting to note that there is no dedicated space for fashion. And I think this gives us a yearning for a dedicated, you know, arena where it can just be on its own, where it doesn't have to kind of maybe leech on to other disciplines or sort of like have to like winnow its way into like a space that, you know, it doesn't traditionally belong in. I don't know whether that um, it's a pipe dream, but yeah, it's just a thought I think that we've come to as we were talking about what we've been doing and thinking about in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think on that note, um, just a brief note about like a media preview I went to um, a few days ago. Was it two days ago? I don't know. My sense of time is very bad now mm -hmm. with the pandemic. Like things that happened just a little bit, I think it's like, oh, it's just last year. So anyway, um, there's this exhibition called Hold on, let me just pull it up. It's a bit long. Um, the Tailors and the Mannequins is in this new project space at National Gallery Singapore. Um, and it's under the umbrella of this new initiative called Dalam Southeast Asia or From Southeast Asia. So when I first saw the, the title, I got quite excited because I thought like, oh my, is this like a fashion thing or yeah. is a dress or body thing, right? Um, but when I went to the exhibition, which is which has gorgeous works, of course, but I think the title, you know, is just from one particular image okay. that is showing um, these tailors who are working um, on creating garments from fabric in um, the Ivory Coast in West Africa. And this is the work of a Cambodian artist called Yukin. And it's a duo show. So it's Yukin as well as someone called Chen Cheng Mei from Singapore. Um, so there are some parallels between their, their bodies of work, but I think one thread that came through in the walk, walk through with the curators was the idea that they were um, observers of landscapes and societies that did not belong to them. Uh, so it's sort of like they were just looking from the outside in, it is very much on the surface of things, it really doesn't have anything to do with the internal landscapes of you know, the subjects that they portray. Um, but I, I think I do have to like ruminate on that a bit more because my initial thought or my initial instinct is just to resist that because as fashion historians, you know, we know that things are never just on the surface, even if they seem so, um, because there's always something that goes into, for example, like what you put on the surface, right? Why would you put that on the surface from both the subject's point of view and the um, portrayer's point of view, yeah. right? So I, I thought like that was something that really jumped out at me. And it made me think about how, you know, just as we're saying that fashion is making space for itself within art spaces, um, there is still a lot of room for interpretation from I think a fashion point of view or like a body point of view to understand these paintings even deeper. Mm. So, you know, there, I think there is, um, yeah, there's just room for more like interaction and uh, more interpretations. Mm. Maybe the subject of your next essay then. <laughs> yes. And I think somehow we thought that we wouldn't be coherent, just catching up, but we have drawn a theme through all our activities, <laughs> which is awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Danny. <laughs> Okay, so there you have it. That's the 67th episode. If you like what you listen to, please subscribe to In The Vitrine. 
um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and do follow us at Fashion and Market underscore. See you. Bye. Bye.